What's going on, Golf Addicts? DB here to break down everything you need to know and nothing you don't about Colonial Country Club, the site of the Charles Schwab Challenge, one of the oldest events on the PJ Tour schedule. And I'm actually going to give you a player quote here in just a minute. That's very key when understanding where this golf tournament typically falls in the PJ Tour schedule and why it matters in terms of betting or DFS. That's what I'm talking about on this video is only the things you need to know that'll help you bet this golf tournament or play DFS in terms of knowing and understanding Colonial and what it takes to play well. Listen, so in the past, we've had winners like Jason Kokrak, Daniel Berger, Kevin Na, all win around that 60 to one to 70 to one number. We've had winners like Justin Rose, Kevin Kisner, winning that 20 to 33 to one number. Gordon Spieth won here at seven to one. Uh, and we've seen a range of scores, right? Jason Kokrak at 14 under, Berger at 15 under, Kevin Na at 13, Justin Rose at 20. Uh, but then, we, you know, years where Kevin Kisner won at 10 under when the wind really kicked up and gets going. Spieth has made nine of nine cuts here so far through 2021. And eight of those nine cuts were top 15 finishes. Clearly, it's a course that fits Jordan Spieth and he's very comfortable on. And a lot of times we've seen in terms of winners that the veterans don't necessarily have to have incoming form, you know, or, or incoming good course history to play well. Hideki, uh, you know, wasn't, or not, sorry, not Hideki. Zach Johnson wasn't killing it when he won, um, that kind of thing. Zach Johnson holds a tournament record here, 72-hole record at 21 under. Kevin Na holds the course record at, with a 61, along with a bunch of other old farts. Now, that just kind of tells you, I like to say who holds tournament records and course records because it can speak to who's capable of going low here. You're going to start to notice a pattern. Daniel Berger, Adam Scott are examples of guys that won here with pretty lackluster course history. It wasn't amazing. Whereas like Kisner, Kokrak, Kisner, uh, sorry, Kiz, Kokrak, and Na all had pretty solid course history prior to winning. So, you know, maybe it's a thing, maybe it's not. I want to talk about some key features of this golf course. Before I do that, I have a quick question. I want you to put in the comments, after a major championship week, do you lose interest? Are you more interested in the week after? Not more interested than maybe the major championship week, but just in general, in a, in a regular week on the PGA Tour. A week following a major championship, are you more or less interested in betting or playing DFS on DraftKings? A week like this, following the PGA Championship, are you a little more excited because you, you watched the PGA Championship and it got you into it and it made you, you know, it was, it was exciting to watch golf? Or are you kind of like, you know, really having to come down from the high of a major championship week and you just want to kind of sit it out? Put that in the comments. I'd be really interested. While you're here, give it a thumbs up, like the video, subscribe to the channel, and share with your betting and DFS buddies if you don't mind. That helps the channel out significantly. Um, but let's get to some key features of this golf course. This is, of course, Colonial. It's a par 70. It averages around 7,000 yards, but they can tip it out to about 7,200 yards. Perry Maxwell designed with two par fives, where one is pretty, it's like the easiest hole on the golf course and pretty gettable by most of the field. The other's really a true three-shotter and nine par fours that play less than 450 yards. Colonial sits kind of middle of the road when you look at difficulty in terms of the PGA Tour courses since 2015, playing similar in terms of overall score to Riviera, Copperhood, Innisbrook, and TPC Sawgrass uh, when it comes to difficulty. And primarily when it gets difficult are weeks where the wind really gets going. That is the main defense of this course. It's got bent grass greens averaging roughly 5,000 square feet, so pretty small. Not a ton of undulation or character. They, they are tricky in spots. Pretty small targets here. Bermuda fairways and rough all over, and about 80 bunkers, maybe a little over 80 bunkers on the property, and water can come into play depending on how they set it up. 
in uh, on about six holes. All right, let's look at some stats and trends at Colonial. The average driving distance is about 279 yards, making it the seventh shortest in terms of driving distance, but it's fifth highest in driving accuracy. That makes a lot of sense. At around 62% of fairways hit here since 2015, that's similar to East Lake and Harbor Town. The fairways average about 27 yards in width, and only three other courses on tour since 2015 feature tighter fairways. Colonial doesn't incur a whole lot of penalty strokes off the tee, but the lost shots from hitting it in the rough are among some of the more difficult on the PGA Tour. It's this Bermuda rough where they can really have jumpy lies or knuckly lies or unpredictable lies in the Bermuda rough. And statistically, Colonial ranks in the bottom quartile in terms of strokes gained putting and strokes gained around the green difficulty on tour since 2015. In other words, it's not a super tough course around the greens or on the greens. And finally, per data golf, only 10 other courses on the PGA Tour since 2015 have a higher course history predictive value than Colonial. So pretty, you know, a, a golf course where course history does tend to mean a little something, all right? Uh, the average green irregulation percentage here is around 65.9% since 2015. That puts Colonial in the middle of the pack in terms of every course on rotation since then. Similar to a Mirfield uh, or a TPC Southwind. And since 2015, this is key. Approach shots from 175 yards and, and over, so 200 yards, 200 plus, at Colonial are less than the PGA Tour average, while shots from 125 to 175 are above average. So as you can tell, being in the fairway, hitting these, hitting these very narrow fairways to give yourself uh, you know, the ability to put spin on the ball, control your distance, flight your clubs if it is getting windy, and land on these small greens is key. Um, and, you know, if you have to get up and down, it's not super difficult. But, you know, then again, scoring is typically pretty good here. So you got you to make birdies. You got to get going. I want to look at some player quotes again. Before I get into that, hit the thumbs up, like the video, subscribe if you're listening on audio podcast. Please consider leaving a review. And, uh, and like I said, comment if you're more jazzed up or less uh, than average when an event like this falls the week after a major. All right, let's look at a couple of player quotes here. The first one's from Kevin Knott. Is yeah, I like this golf course. One of those golf courses I look forward to coming to. It fits my game. I've got a good record. You got to take advantage of those weeks because there aren't too many golf courses like this on tour anymore. That is true. In other words, one, some of those courses where you don't have to, you know, nut it like 312 every single hole. You got to hit a lot of draws off the tee. And I mentioned this many times. I feel like it's a second shot in golf course. The golf course, everyone kind of puts it in the same position off the tee and in the same spot. It's about how good you can hit it with the irons and how well you can putt it, all right? Very telling info from Kevin Na. Uh, you know, if, if it's a course that fits Kevin Na, it's definitely not a course you can overpower. It, he mentions the draws off the tee and talks about it being a second-shot golf course, and then it's about getting hot with the flat stick. Justin Rose, another defending champion, says, Every hole tempts you to hit driver in a way. Every hole is just wide enough to hit driver, but it's narrow enough that if you miss, you're going to have this, you're going to have some type of challenge. It's the type of rough where you can catch a lot of flyers and the greens are small and tricky. So catching flyers into these greens, you'll make a lot of bogeys. Uh, so, you know, Jay Rose talking about being in the fairway. You want to be aggressive at times. Um, Jason Kokrak talked about this a little bit too, how like even the longer hitters, he finds himself clubbing down and, um, and, and he'll be aggressive with, you know, shorter clubs in hand than some once he gets in the fairway. 
But like Kevin Na said, it does tend to be a place where everybody hits it to that same spot. From there, it's a it's a short iron or maybe a mid iron competition, maybe. And then it's about who's hot with the putter. The last statistic or the last player quote I want to give you is the one I teased in the beginning about where this thing falls on the schedule. So look at this quote from Jordan Spieth. I think it comes easier being in my own bed more than anything, being a, a local here in, in the uh, Fort Worth area. Yeah, major weeks take a lot out. Like I was out there on Monday afternoon when I would normally take a Monday off in a four-week stretch, and you're trying to learn a new golf course, and then there's normally more difficult tracks where it just requires a more mental and physical energy. So I tried to do a good job of finding a way to get really recovered that Monday, Tuesday, to, feel really, to, to really feel like you get recovered. But then you also stay sharp between the ears and physically and step back into it. I think being able to sleep in my own bed is a huge advantage when doing that. I think what he's saying is like, it's an advantage for a guy like him coming off of a major when coming to a place where he can sleep in his own bed and he knows the golf course, that he doesn't have to feel like he has to get up Monday morning after spending all that mental and physical energy in a major championship to then go out and get accustomed to a golf course. So I think when we're looking at handicapping this, thinking through, okay, are there players in this field that I'm interested in that played all four rounds at a major? If so, how well do they know this course already? If they don't know it that well, if they're rookie, second-year players, if they don't have a lot of experience here, maybe that's a little room to, you know, let's, let's maybe pump the brakes on that player. I'm not saying you fade that player, but it's something to consider. You know, now, if a guy misses the cut at the major championship, then I, I don't think it's anything we worry about. He's got two extra days on the weekend of recovery. He didn't, he didn't battle for four days you know, at a tough golf course, using a lot of mental and physical energy, no big deal. Um, but if, you know, if, if you've got a player like Jordan, if you've got a player like Kevin Na, like Kevin Kisner, some of these guys that have a lot of loops around a place like Colonial, who did play four days in a major, then I think it's kind of an advantage that those guys get to go Monday and they don't necessarily feel the pressure to go out and play nine holes at Colonial because they know the golf course, or maybe 18 at Colonial. So something to think about there with some of these veterans. All right, I want to look at some course forces. Now, I take this from Data Golf, and I take this in the minimum of 12 rounds logged at Colonial. This is strokes gained starting with, uh, with Jordan Speed. So these are course horses, minimum 12 rounds played at Colonial, and I really just keep it to relevant players of today. You know, if, you know, freaking, I don't know, Sean McKeel's in the list, then screw that guy. We're tossing him out of here. But minimum 12 rounds, relevant players today. The number one course horse is Jordan Speed, followed by Paul Casey. Tony Finau, Kevin Na, John Rahm, Corey Connors, Harris English, Justin Rose, Zach Johnson, Kevin Kisner, Emiliano Grillo, and Matt Kuchar. In this list, I think you see a lot of variety, which is what Colonial is going to bring. It doesn't mean that Bombers won't contend. It doesn't mean that Bombers won't necessarily potentially dominate this play. It just means that off the tee, like I said, everybody hitting to a lot of the same spots, a lot of dog legs here. Uh, those Bombers are going to have shorter clubs in for sure. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's going to come down to your approach play, your putting. But you also see some guys in here that are team no putt, right? Like Paul Casey's not historically a great putter. Tony Finau, for sure. Corey Connors, for sure. Um, Emiliano Grillo, for sure, not a great putter. But you also see guys who are amazing putters. Jordan Spieth. Kevin Na's a pretty underrated putter. John Rahm's an underrated putter. Uh, Zach Johnson. Matt Kuchar. Kevin Kisner, great putters. A lot of variety here when you look at the course horses. Um, so maybe speaks to, you know, the different ways you can get it done at Colonial, but also maybe, you know, it's a, it's a good reason to really, really have a tight model and look at some good recent form because anybody could really get it done. Now I want to look at some track packs, same standard 
minimum 12 rounds, relevant players to today, per data golf. Uh, the worst one in the bunch is a Texas guy, Bo Hostler. Then Adam Schenk, Jonathan Vegas, another Texas product, played at UT. Siwoo Kim, hate to see that one. Scott Stallings, Andrew Landry, Sung Kang, Nick Taylor, Nick Watney, Patton Kazire, uh, Carlos Ortiz, and Mark Hubbard. Those are your sorry players with at least 12 rounds logged at Colonial Country Club. All right, finally, I want to hit you with my key stats for Colonial Country Club. Like I said, hit the thumbs up, subscribe, share the video if you don't mind, and comment. All right, here we go. My key stats for Colonial would be this. Strokes gained approach. Opportunities gained, those two work hand in hand. Opportunities gained, I I really like to throw in there when it's a a high-scoring contest. There's going to be a lot of birdies. If the weather looks normal, if the course is playing a little softer, maybe like it did in 2021 especially, you know, these guys are going to go low. So um, I, I want guys who are hitting it close, giving themselves a lot of looks at birdie. The strokes gained approach and opportunities gained will both be stats that I throw in there uh, that really encompass the iron play from the fairway as we approach these greens. Uh, birdies are better. DraftKings points gained if you're playing DFS. That for sure matters. Driving accuracy. We don't have a lot of weeks where we, where we look at this. And I didn't even go good drives gained, which is a fantasy national proprietary stat. I, I went through a lot of player quotes. I only included three, but I went through a lot of player quotes, and all of them talk about being in these fairways, every single one of them. So even the good drives gained stat where it can measure balls that miss the fairway, but you still get a GIR, that may be tougher to do here at Colonial with these small green complexes so driving accuracy i really want people who are going to put it in the fairway now that being said if you find a bomber who really sucks at driving accuracy from a stat standpoint but that's probably being taken from rip and driver at certain places obviously like i've already said they can club down and hit irons a lot better than you know they than they can hit a driver in the fairway so maybe look at their course history maybe look at their record on other short courses or less than driver courses and go from there uh, course history, for sure, I think is worth looking at here at Colonial. Par 4 scoring. It's a par 70, only two par 5s. Par 4 scoring, for sure. If you want to get a little more granular and look at that, you know, the yardages, that 400 to 450, you can do that. I don't like doing that because these, I just, I, I think there's flaws in some of that. But just par 4 scoring in general is something worth taking a look at. When it comes to putting, I want to look at long-term bent grass putting. Who, who has their best surface? Who has their worst surface? on bent grass green. Uh, I want a large sample size, 50 rounds minimum. 75, 100 I prefer on Fantasy National, uh, but that's, that's what I'm looking at in terms of sample size there. And then I want short-term putting, and I don't care the surface. Who's coming in here rolling it hot right now? Whether it's been on Bermuda, it's been on bent, it's been on POA, a bent POA mix, I don't care, past Palum, don't care. Just who's rolling it hot right now? Because a hot putter can keep going this, regardless of surfaces at times. We see that all the time. Avenir Strokes Gain Texas, which is just kind of, you know, I mean, I don't know how much I'd look at this, but it's something to take a little bit of attention to. It's like, who tends to play well in Texas, right? Good ball strikers, good win players, um, guys like that, whatever. Recent form, obviously, strokes gained around the green. I might have a little bit of weight there. I don't know that I'll have a lot of it. Uh, I almost just left that one out altogether, but it might be worth a small percentage that you weight. Uh, especially if it's one of those years where you do find that the wind is going to be kicked up a notch. So that's the key stats. That's what I'm looking at. And that's everything you need to know when it comes to betting or playing DFS for Colonial Country Club, the host site of the Charles Schwab Challenge, the Dean and DeLuca back in the day, 
you know, I think it was another, there was a bunch of other names that had, that happened for a little bit. Uh, it's a fun tournament. You got Hogan's alley here. Um, but it's really just Jordan's it, they, they're going to have to rename a three hole stretch to like Jordan speeds, uh, you know, something with an S they're going to have to do speedway or something. I don't know, something like that. Put that in the comment. What should they rename? Cause Jordan's owning this place right now, at least in recent history. That's all you need. Thumbs up, like the video, subscribe, comment, share all the above. And let's have a great week betting and playing DFS. Excellent. All right, DB out. See ya.